in a previous video, um, we talked about the question, you know, do we still need strategic planning? Right? And very often the answer is no. Um, and sometimes the answer is yes. And so when the answer is yes, um, then of course, please don't do it you know, in the old sort of predicting control way. Um, and then that opens the question, so, you know, so how do you do it in a way that supports you know, continuous sensing and responding? There's a group of self-managing organizations in the Basque country in Spain um, that have even found a different way to talk about it. They talk about strategic thoughts rather than you know, strategic plan, and I, I, I kind of like that. Um, there's one manufacturing organization uh, with which I really dug into this question um, of how do you do sort of strategic thoughts um, you know, in, a, in a sense of respond way. And, and this is what we came up with. Um, um, you know, I, I believe one way to frame this is that you could say that there are really three elements that happen in sort of traditional strategic planning. Um, the first element is sensing. You know, uh, simply sensing. You know, what's happening in the world? What's happening inside our organizations? And and sensing in traditional business planning, you know, is, is really the part that is underused. You know, it's a part where you know a bunch of consultants or you know, some, you know, smart managers, um, you know, do a few interviews, do a few client visits, and then, you know, they call that sensing. Um, and, you know, that leaves so much of the, you know, internal knowledge and the collective wisdom um, of the organization, you know, that, that is lost. Um, so, you know, I, I believe that, you know, we, we can do way better in terms of sensing. Um, you know, what, of course, with, with self-management, you know, if you switch to self-management, you know, already that should sort of liberate so many more people to do sensing, um, you know, on an ongoing basis. But maybe there is a specific moment where you could do more of it. You know, how can you, you know, get, so, you know, as many colleagues out there into the world to talk to people, you know, to clients, to suppliers, to, um, you know, could you orchestrate a big sort of sensing feast? Um, you know, how could you get people inside the organizations to interview one another? Um, you know, that could last a few weeks or a few months. You know, you know people could get out there, they could shoot, shoot videos. Um, you know, just doing as much as you can, you know, as possible. Um, some organizations um, install even a role for that. Um, I don't know if you remember at, at Favi, you know, there was this role of this, this young machine operator who at some point asked, like, you know, I just want to go out there and travel the world and... Um, you know, meet suppliers and, and, and look for new technologies. Um, at this one organization that I was talking with, this manufacturing organization, they wanted to install such a role and name that person head of strategy. And I was like, oh, please don't do that, because that sort of cements the role, um, you know, and, and, and sort of sucks, you know, a sensing out of, um, you know, the whole rest of the organization. Just by any means, you know, have that role, but don't give that person... Um, any power to make these kind of decisions. Um, you know, simply let them be sort of the you know, head sensor and orchestrate the sensing journeys for, for everyone else. So that's the first thing. So you know, how can you go from sensing like you know, a few smart consultants or managers to the whole organization sensing? The second ingredient is aggregating. Um, you know, every once in a while, you know, what we've sensed um, you know, it makes sense to aggregate it, 
to say, hey, you know, everything that we've sensed, you know, where is this all going? You know, is this, you know, with, you know, our environment is changing, our technology is changing, you know, you know, which direction, you know, are we going to go to so that we best meet our, our purpose? Um, and this aggregation, again, I believe, is best done in as large a group as possible. You know, get as many people, and there are techniques to do that with hundreds of people, you know, in a room to go from sensing to, okay, what direction does this mean? Um, you know, one elegant way I describe that in the book is, um, is what Holacracy One does. Um, you know, the organization behind Holacracy, you know, it's a small organization, but um, every once in a while, you know, the whole organization gets into a room for a full day. You know, in the morning they do the sensing with all sorts of post-its. And then when it comes to aggregating, the way they do that, I, I think is, is kind of neat, is to do it by talking about polarities. So they say, hey, you know, as a general rule, given where we're at and what we understand now, you know, we want more this than that. So for instance, you know, we've, we've been innovating in, you know, a lot actually for the foreseeable future. You know, we want rather to standardize what we have than to keep innovating. Or, you know, we could, you know, rather focus on our existing clients rather than acquiring new clients, right? Or we could, you know, focus more on the mobile experience rather than the desktop experience. So it gives these sort of polarities um, that provide a common language. And, you know, if you've had a large number of people in the room, that sort of aggregation, you know, gives you sufficient alignment, sufficient direction for then everyone to be sensing and going in the right direction, right? And the polarities don't mean that we will only do that. But in general, you know, that's what we're tending towards. Um, so that's one way of aggregating. You can aggregate in, in whole, you know, in many different ways. But so at some point, it might make sense to look, okay, so what does all this sensing mean? You know, and is there a sense of general direction that, you know, helps us go to our purpose? And then the third step is planning. And, and this is the part that is typically totally overdone, you know, in traditional strategic planning and, and, and predicting control. You know, we start write all these plans and milestones and, uh, you know, and we quantify everything. Um, here, I think the idea is to only quantify and plan what we absolutely need because of decisions that we have to take now. So say that you have to say, hey, you know, we have to decide, you know, if we build a certain factory or if we buy a very expensive machine, you know, then we probably need to quantify you know, what do we believe, you know, is the output of that machine or that factory? You know, how many pieces will we produce and what will they need to be produced? And in that case, you know, probably we need some planning and some, some quantifying. Um, or let's say that, you know, we have this really complex project and there's a number of work stream and, you know, they're interdependent. Maybe we need to do some initial planning for these work streams to know where they're heading. Um, but here the art is really not to do planning because we used to do planning, but really to ask ourselves, like, do we need to plan and then we will plan? Because otherwise, sensing and aggregating is enough. Um, so to summarize, you know, in these three traditional steps, in most traditional organizations, we totally underdo sensing, we do some aggregation, and we totally overdo, you know, the planning and quantifying. And what we want to go here is to do way more sensing with way more people, 
um, is to do way more, you know, maybe the same amount of aggregating, but with way more people. Um, and then, you know, not do any planning at all, or just the minimum amount of planning that is actually required by decisions that we need to take. Um, there are some practices that you might want to experiment with, that you might want to try out, that are rarely used in traditional strategic planning. Um, you know, theory U is an obvious candidate. Um, and I won't say more here about it, but you know, you, you can uh, look it up. Um, you, you could do, might do at some point, you know, in the sensing and aggregation, you might do um, you know, some meditation. You might do guided visualizations and just play and see if something comes out. Um, maybe you're familiar with constellations, you know, systemic constellations. Um, some organizations have used that and found it extraordinarily powerful. Now, it feels a bit strange and edgy, um, but if you're open to that, like some organizations report that it's just, you know, stunning, sort of the insights that they get from that. Um, you know, or simply, you know, if, if you might have a founder, um, you know, who people just recognize is sort of a strong source, like has a strong sense of where things are going. And so even though you want to involve as many people as you want, um, you know, don't underestimate the power of that, of that source. And you might refer back to some other videos where I talk about this. I know there's a group in France called uh, Toscane Accompagnement, and they have a, um, another nifty little hack. You know, they keep talking about tête, cœur, trip, you know, um, you know, head, heart, and guts. And so that's how they do sort of all of their sensing and aggregation. Um, it's constantly like looking at it from these three angles. And that just opens up so much more than, you know, the traditional head perspective only. Um, so... You know, this is what I've come to understand about how we, you know, can do sort of strategic planning and strategic thoughts in this new world. And, um, and one last thought is, you know, once you've done that aggregation, um, this might be something that you might revisit, um, you know, maybe once a year. Um, you know, if, if you have enough ongoing sensing going on, you know, through, for instance, self-management, you know, might simply go like, hey, you know, the aggregation that we did last year, is that still, is that still relevant or do we need to update it in some way? Perhaps you've noticed, there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.